The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. These shows will give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I hope you've taken some time this week to be involved in the equinox, the time in the fall when the day and night time become equal. It is a time when there is a still point as the days get shorter and the nights get longer and they come exactly equal, sunrise and sunset at 7 a.m., 7 p.m. at the moment in the in the Western world, Northern Hemisphere. This still point provides an opportunity for you to step through the crack between the worlds in meditation. And the opportunity was also used to have World Peace Day and World Gratitude Day on Monday and Tuesday of this week to coincide with the equinox. It's not too late if you have not yet spent any time in nature connecting with the beautiful energies of the earth uh, in this equinox time. There's typically a three or four day window of opportunity and so you can still use today, Wednesday, to make that connection and be part of millions of people who honor and work in ceremony and meditation on the equinox each year. My guests today, Tina Fjorda and Tilde Cameron, have just completed and published a book, their first book, A Book of Insight. But this book was written in a very different and interesting way, and I'll invite them to talk about it. So, Tina and Tilde, welcome to the show. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Peter. And uh, one thing I wanted to let you and your listeners know is that we are debuting our book today on your program. Oh, wonderful. That's great news. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about how the, uh, how the book came about. Well, it actually came about quite unexpectedly. We had no intention of writing a book. Um, Tina and I had been playing around with uh, a divination tool. Actually, we'd been playing with a Ouija board, of all things. We'd been uh, working with it for many, many years, probably over 20 years now. And we would use it just to, you know, as most people do, just get basic information for ourselves, personal information for friends, family, and... uh, one day in, I believe it was 2004, 2004, we were having one of our sort of semi-regular Ouija sessions, and uh, our spirit guides, who, who always come through for us, uh, started 
delivering some material on meditation. And they delivered about a half a page, and once they had finished delivering that, they proceeded to tell us that this was going to be the beginning of our new book. And we didn't take it very seriously at the time. We actually didn't follow up on it for a few years. We put it on hold until 2007, and uh, one day, 2007, we were discussing uh, this book that was starting to come through, and we thought, well, let's pick it up and just see what happens. And uh, we picked it up again, and sure enough, it delivered the continuation of this page on meditation. And we were quite astounded because the very interesting thing about this delivery was that it was seamless. It picked up exactly where it left off three years prior and just continued as if there was no time in between, and which makes a lot of sense because on the spiritual side, there is no time. Everything exists in the everlasting now. So the time that passed was felt by us on this side of reality. Let's come back to that, that, that concept of time later because that's a very important one. But I want to go back to the Ouija board itself because it, it would be true and I would be one of those people who have some reservations about the use of the Ouija board. When I used to run a girls' boarding house, uh, teenage girls, it was often uh, something that they were interested in, and I was always, although I was involved in spirituality and metaphysics, was always uh, very cautionary with them about, about using the Ouija board as a tool. And I'm sure many people would feel that way too. So what would you say about that? Well, for us, the, the Ouija board basically is just another uh, divination tool. Uh, the important thing when you're using a Ouija board is the intent behind it. And I always found it interesting that Ouija boards are sold in toy stores. I remember the last two Ouija boards I bought were in toy stores, and the Ouija board was right in with uh, the other board games. And it never really made sense to me because it's not a toy. It's, uh, it's not a game. And what happens is people that most of the people that buy Ouija boards are buying them from toy stores and they play them as if they're a game. They play them in a very playful way. Uh, you know, I, I imagine a group of teenagers sitting around after watching a scary movie and saying, hey, let's play the Ouija board and see what happens. Well, if you use it with that kind of intent, you don't know what you're going to attract. And it's the same with any uh, divination tool. And the important thing to remember is that the Ouija board is a communication tool. It's a divination tool, just like a, a crystal ball or tarot cards or rune stones. And uh, that when you start playing with a Ouija board, you're opening up a portal of communication. And when you open up a portal of communication, it's, it's like picking up a telephone line and, and just phoning anyone at random. Anyone can come through. So the important thing is to go into it with the intent of what you want to utilize it for. Our intent over the years became to utilize it to connect our spiritual guides. And what I'd like to say to all the listeners is that we say a prayer of protection before we proceed with every channeling session. We ask for white light, love, and protection, and we ask that only positive and loving guides come through to us with messages, and we ask it in God's name. So once we ask this, um, once we say this prayer and ask for protection, we are giving the intent of love and, and perfect communication with spiritual guides that come from God. And because this is what we're putting out, this is exactly what we're receiving. So um, just to continue your analogy a bit, then you're, you're only allowing phone calls of higher frequency to come through. Absolutely. 
Okay. So the other thing I'm sure the listeners will be interested in is how this actually happened, how you transcribed from the Ouija board into the book. It must have taken a lot of time. It, uh, it did take quite a, uh, a fair amount of time. What, uh, because we've been doing it for so many years, we've gotten to a point where we're half reading and half channeling the information that comes through because we, we do connect with uh, the higher essence of our guides. And so what we're doing, I wear a uh, microphone and we record everything that, uh, that we speak. So I'm wearing the microphone, I'm speaking what the uh, board is spelling, plus I'm receiving at the same time, which does help to uh, facilitate it more quickly. Then once we finish, Tildy will take the information and listen to it and transcribe it all. And, and, and my experience with the Ouija board was using an upturned glass. Is, is that what you use? Uh, using a glass? No, we use the planchette that comes with the board. It, okay. It's a planchette that's uh, heart-shaped with a, a point at one end, okay. and it will point. We put our hands on the, on the board, uh, the planchette, and it will point to the letters. And, of course, as you've, you've already indicated, that the key thing in, in this is not necessarily the tool that's used to bring the information through, but the quality of the information itself. And, 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 and the, intent, the, the intent and the authenticity of that material. Absolutely. Um, the intent so is the most important. Uh, we're coming up to our first break shortly, but just talk a little bit about the book itself and the key messages. Well, we, we like to think of uh, a book of insight as a manual of insight and wisdom for the spiritual seeker. Uh, they delivered... 16, they being our guides, delivered 16 uh, different chapters to us on completely different topics, any one of which could be a book in itself. Uh, but just to give you an idea of some of the topics, there's uh, meditation, belief systems, there's uh, a chapter on the source or God, uh, reality, alternate realities, heaven, hell, the awakening of mankind, the future of mankind. So they, they cover quite a, a wide array of topics in there. Were there any, was there any material that you didn't feel comfortable putting in? Actually, I, I thought that there might be, but we felt comfortable with everything that came through to us. We always knew that if, if ever they delivered messages that didn't feel right, that were of a negative nature or focused on doom and gloom, we wouldn't have continued with the book. But everything that came through really rang true for us. It resonated within our souls as truth. Yeah. And, having, and having read the book myself, there's no doubt that from my experience of speaking with and reading a lot of material in the metaphysical realms, that, that the information in the book is, from my perspective, extremely uh, high quality and, and authentic in its, in its presentation. And we're going to be spending a little bit more time uh, talking about some of the topics um, that are coming in the future. So as we're coming up to a break, just, just let us know how people can get hold of the book or, or make contact with you. Um, uh, they can uh, get the book through our website, www.abookofinsight.com, and that is where uh, you can order it. Uh, you can also uh, order it uh, through Amazon and your favorite retailers. It should be available on Amazon within the next few weeks. And uh, if you go to your favorite retailer and they're not carrying it yet, uh, just be sure to order it through them. 
but you can go to our website and order it, and that's www.abookofinsight.com. And is the website essentially around the book, are there, or are, is there other material there as well? It focuses strictly on the book. Okay, excellent, good. And you've already mentioned some of the, the topics which we are going to be covering in the next uh, few minutes as we go through the program. Um, and so we will find out uh, exactly what your guides have to say. Do the guides have names particularly? Yes, they do. Uh, Melanie, M, and Demna are the three guides that communicate with us. And these guides have been with us uh, apparently since before we burst onto this planet. So this was a, a sort of a contract that you made before you came in? Yes. They told us that Tildy and I had agreed before we burst onto this planet to become messengers. And uh, when they felt that the time was right, they delivered the page on meditation and revealed to us what our purpose was. Up until then, we just had regular jobs. <laughs> so we're going to a break right now, and I'm uh, looking forward to continuing our discussion with Tina and Tildy in a few moments. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm. The Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it it's rattle me. It's pretty scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to I'm get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. 
Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. And today we have with us Tina Fjorda and Tilde Cameron, who have just completed their first book, which is entitled A Book of Insight a book that was channeled through the use of a Ouija board. And having read the book, I I mentioned just before the break that there's some wonderful information and material in it. And the book references the significance and importance of meditation on a number of occasions. And so, Tina and Tilde, obviously that's a very important aspect of, of the work that we need to be doing. Yes, absolutely, and although A Book of Insight isn't specifically about meditation, it's a topic that's revisited throughout the book because it is so important to our spiritual, <clears throat> pardon me, our spiritual development, and according to our guides, meditation is the one most important thing that we can do for our spiritual awakening, and, the, and what they tell us that it is important. the... What they tell us it is, is that it is the quintessential tool that we can utilize to connect to our source and inner self. Uh, think of it as a line of communication that takes us directly to the source and connects our inner self and the source. It's, it's, once again, I use the analogy of a telephone line. Although a telephone line is an analogy I use in the three-dimensional sense, but in the spiritual sense, because we're portions of God and we are part of God, Communication is really instantaneous. Mm-hmm. It's just like a portal. I think of it as a portal. When you meditate, you are opening this inner portal that connects you to your intuitive self as well as to our source. And is there any particular type of meditation that is recommended? Well, according to our guides, they write about it in the book and mention that meditation really is a very simple concept. It doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, for ourselves, we, we just sit in a quiet place, uh, sit comfortably, and just focus on your breathing and on your breath and, and just be aware of your thoughts, but don't focus on them. Let, let them go. Let them have their moment and then let them leave. It's really a very simple concept. I, I think a lot of people um, sort of have this fear of meditation. They don't understand what it is and they imagine these yogis in India and all these complicated processes, but really it's very simple. And, and what they say, too, is to utilize a method that works for you. You might want to light a candle and focus on a candle and zone out, or, or you might want to just close your eyes and go within. Uh, I myself, because I have a condition known as tinnitus or tinnitus, I hear a ringing in my ear, I tend to put on a CD that I have that uh, 
has all the sounds of nature, a brook, the rustling leaves, birds chirping. And this helps me to disconnect and to just focus on the quiet within myself. So it really depends on what works for the individual. And, and everybody, you know, can just find their own place, their own space, and uh, discover what, what works for them best. In terms of tinnitus, have you actually tried tuning into that vibration? No, I haven't. I've ah, tried to well, think of ways that I could quiet it down, actually. You might find you want to do that, because you may actually get some direct communications through that. Well, that's interesting. I've, I've had somebody else mention that, that maybe that's why I have tinnitus, because it, it didn't come on until after the book was channeled. Right. So, so I, I think you'll find there is some further insight there for you. Oh, I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, absolutely. That is interesting. Now, you also uh, mentioned, uh, just when you talked about uh, meditation, the source. Uh, what exactly do you mean by the source, and, and what is its purpose? The source is what we refer to as God. Um, they, our guides refer to, the, uh, to God as the source, or all that is. And what the source is, is infinite, conscious, loving awareness. It is the place that birthed all of us, and all of reality. Um, so whatever, whatever name you feel comfortable with, whether you call the source God or Buddha or Allah, it's all one and the same. And uh, what, what I believe and what our guides believe is that we all worship the same God. We just have different names for him or it or she. And, and currently there's a, a strong um, emphasis coming through quantum physics about the field and its connection to and being the source. Have, have your guides communicated that information to you? In a, in a manner they have. Uh, they have told us that when you break everything down to its tiniest source, to its tiniest cell, that what we will get is the energy that supports it all. And this energy that supports it all is the conscious, infinite, loving energy that they refer to as the source. So I think we're both on the same page with that. Yes, okay. Yeah, and I think re religion has given us a different concept of what God is. Uh, most people, or most of us, tend to personify God. We give God human qualities, uh, including those qualities of ego and judgment. And what our guides tell us is that this couldn't be further from the truth. The source is infinite conscious awareness, and it is pure light and pure love, and it is the ultimate creator. And ego and judgment do not exist in the light of God, contrary to what some of us may have learned through religion. <laughs> right. So as you bring up, as you bring up the ego, let's just talk about that, because that, that, that is one of the challenges that we face as human beings. So what have the guides said about the ego? Well, the ego is what we have for self-preservation. It is because of the ego that, that we survive. The ego, think of the ego as our survival mechanism. It protects us, it, uh, and, and fear also is part of the ego. And for instance, there's positive fear, negative fear. There's fear that is imagined, which is also part of the ego, but there's fear that is real. If you're walking into a den of snakes, poisonous snakes, that's a very real fear. And, and so the ego, through certain qualities that it has, is, is 
basically there for our survival. If we had no ego and we were in a state of pure bliss, uh, we may not want to be in this reality <laughs> for very long. Exactly. It's, it's what keeps us rooted to the three-dimensional world. It's, it's, I guess, what you could refer to as the left brain part of ourselves. So we do need it for, uh, for logistical thinking, uh, you know, the basic functions of everyday life. But the problem is we tend to let it overtake our lives and, and get in the way. So what, what information did the guides give you about how we can balance the, our personal ego with our spiritual life? Well, again, the, the subject of meditation comes up, and it's a theme that, uh, that threads itself throughout our book. Uh, they basically want us to meditate every day, and through meditation we will uh, reach a spiritual awareness that will help to balance the ego. Um, part of... Part of that, too? I'm sorry, yeah. tell the one okay. it, Well, what it does is it also helps you connect to your intuitive self so that uh, you're more aware just in everyday life of, uh, of the intuitive thoughts that come to you. you. You learn to decipher between the fearful ego thoughts that are coming to you and your intuitive thoughts. And uh, basically, I mean, that's one of the things that meditation really helps with is just learning to decipher which is ego and which is your true self speaking to you. And you also you mentioned the word fear, connect with the ego. You mentioned uh, in the book about some of those stronger, what we might call typical negative emotions like fear, anger, sorrow, and hatred. Could you just talk about that a little bit? Well, they, they talked about emotions of the highest order to emotions of the uh, lowest order, and they go from love to joy right down to hatred. And they classified uh, fear, hatred, anger as emotions of the lower order. And these are emotions that are attached to the ego. And uh, because they're attached to the ego, and, and a lot of times they operate out of fear, out of ignorance, and what we really need to do is recognize these emotions and, and learn to uh, reach our intuitive sides and, and, and learn to when we're feeling these uh, negative emotions, to learn to go to the emotions of the highest order. For instance, compassion. When we feel anger towards someone, maybe we should instead put ourselves in their shoes and, and wonder or try to decipher why we're feeling anger for them, what they could possibly be experiencing in their lives, and perhaps switch that anger to compassion instead. And through compassion, we can begin to identify with that other person as a human being, just as we are human beings, just as we have our moments of, of uh, negativity or, or anger. And then perhaps we can come together on a different level. That's a really uh, good explanation. And, and I know that uh, part of the work around that, those lower emotions, we might call them, is uh, the whole limiting belief systems that we have had programmed into us uh, since early childhood. Absolutely. Uh, it's interesting because we, each and every one of us has these beliefs, but oftentimes they're not rooted in any kind of truth. It's just through programming. If you think of media as an example, so many of us spend countless hours in a day watching television, watching the news, listening uh, to radio programs, um, magazines, whatever it may be, 
And when you're watching the news specifically, so much of that information is fear-based. And we don't realize it, but, but we're actually programming ourselves with fear when we get too tuned into that kind of information. So it's really important to be aware of the type of information that you feed yourself and uh, to spend some time focused on, on positive uh, reinforcement. One we're thing I've We're going doing to go to our second break right there. We'll, we'll return in a few moments and continue to talk about uh, belief systems and how they play a role in affecting our world. Uh, I am delighted to have with me today Tina and Tildy, and we'll be back after the break. This is Peter Tung, Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! 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 <laughs> See? There you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm. The Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Visit PeterTong.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTong.com. Tune into Inner Speak Soul Adventures Talk Radio Show every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, and learn how to let go of your past and create the reality you desire and deserve, allowing your inner communication to take place more easily without the interference of our noisy mind chatter or your ego. Inner Speak Soul Adventures with Gene Adrian, right here on the Seventh Wave Network. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Today we have with us Tina Fjorda and Tilde Cameron, who have recently published a book called A Book of Insight that was channeled through the use of the Ouija board. And just before the break, we were talking about belief systems and how they impact us on a daily basis in our world. So just continue talking about that a little bit more. Great. Well, I, I'd mentioned earlier uh, a little bit about media and how it, it programs us, whether we realize it or not. And, and there's so much negative media out there. Uh, the wonderful thing, too, to remember is that there's also really positive media out there. And I don't, for, I can speak to Tina and myself. We, we spend a lot more time uh, getting our news from the Internet, listening to Internet radio. There are programs such as your program, Peter, that are very enlightening and uh, expand our conscious awareness. So just be really aware of, of what it is you're feeding your mind. And if you're going to, to news all the time, uh, just be aware that there are other positive programs out there that you can go to. And one thing I'd like to say about uh, belief systems is that we are programmed from a very early age, from our, the, the uh, adults in our lives, our parents, our relatives, and their beliefs become our beliefs. So that by the time we reach adulthood, we do not realize how deeply ingrained our belief systems are, and we take them as absolute truth. Now, the thing about belief systems is they have an energy, and they vibrate at a very specific frequency. And our beliefs attract the reality that vibrates at its equal frequency, and then we, um, we endure that reality as our reality. And sometimes it's not always the best reality that we want for ourselves. So the thing to remember is that when we are experiencing a reality that we're not satisfied with, the important thing to do is look at our belief systems and, and try and ascertain how these belief systems have attracted this reality into our lives. Our reality is not something that just happens to us randomly. Whether we know it consciously or not, we create our reality through our belief systems. And in the book, our guides have given us a wonderful exercise that we can do that will help us determine what belief systems we hold, how they are affecting our lives, and how we can implant them with different belief systems in order to change the reality that we uh, live in. So essentially you're saying that when you shift uh, a belief system, uh, perhaps from a limiting belief to an empowering belief, then actually your outer world changes with that. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And we will begin to attract the reality that we desire into our lives. It's almost, I, I think, of two tuning forks. And your beliefs, uh, your, whatever specific belief it is that you have will resonate at a very specific frequency. Now, the reality of that belief, uh, say you have a belief that you're, you're going for a job interview, but your belief is that you're not going to get that job. Well, that reality also exists as a probable reality, and that reality vibrates at its own frequency as well, which is the same frequency as the belief. Now, if your belief is strong enough, you're going to amplify the energy behind 
that reality, and you're going to attract that reality into existence. So it's very, very important to be aware of your beliefs, your intentions, your thoughts. All of these play a very, very important role in shaping your reality. So in some ways, there you've shifted into the law of attraction to a certain degree, haven't you, in terms of that discussion? Absolutely. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit further. Uh, well, the law of attraction, our guides refer to it as magnetism. And magnetism, what our guides tell us is that magnetism is magnetic energy that is the basis of all spiritual energy and that it's available to all of us. It's the energy of the source and it infuses and powers everything from the vast universe to the tiniest cell. And it is the life force of the source. Our bodies are organic shells that require this energy of spirit to animate it and to keep it from decaying. Without the source's energy, we don't exist. And that's magnetism. Now, another form of magnetism is what we refer to as the law of attraction. And this is the magnetism that we were speaking of, the energy that infuses our belief systems and that infuses the reality that our belief systems attract to us. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing uh, I thought was interesting that our, our guides made note of to us uh, was karma and how that plays out into the uh, law of attraction or magnetism, they say that karma really does not exist. Karma is actually magnetism. So magnetism, if, if your actions will cause a reaction, if, you're, uh, if your actions are negative, you're going to draw a negative reaction to you. Now, most people might think of that negative reaction as karma, but in fact, it's just mag- magnetism. Uh, karma gives a sense of punishment. Well, there is no punishment. There's just cause and effect. So, again, it comes back to your belief systems then are controlling the experiences you have, which, in fact, is is your karma in in that sense. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It it all goes hand in hand. So uh, when you you go back to the secret, which had uh, incredible uh, popularity and the law of attraction, everybody thought they could just attract to themselves everything they wanted and it's not working for them. And that's because their belief system actually isn't in alignment with uh, their their conscious and unconscious world. Absolutely, that that's part of it. Is that your ego gets in the way? You you put the belief out there, and once you've released it, you start to doubt it. You don't see results right away, and you think, "Oh no, it's not going to happen." Oh, it's not going to happen. So right away, you're sending out uh, conflicting messages. And what some people do is they engage in armchair, what I call armchair. Uh, participation. Participation. <laughs> For instance, if you want to attract something into your life through the law of attraction or through magnetism, it's not enough to just wish for it and sit in your armchair and wait for it to knock on your door. You have to become a partner with this energy, which is the source's energy. And, and that takes us right back to being co-creators with God. You have to be a co-creator and a participant in this magnetism. So that if you want to attract something to your life, that's great. Visualize it, meditate, visualize yourself being there, uh, visualize the sensations, the smells, uh, everything that's associated with what it is you want to attract into your life. But you also need to take the steps, the physical steps. For instance, if you want to become a real estate agent, but you don't know the first thing about selling houses, and you want to magnetize this, well then... 
you need to put it out there, but you need to be aware of what the universe is sending you. Perhaps you might come across an ad in the newspaper that uh, is for a school that's teaching real estate. And, and the universe may have sent you this as your step towards becoming a real estate agent. So you have to be aware of what the universe is sending you, and you have to be an active participant in the law of attraction. You can't just wish for it and sit back and wait for it to come knocking on your door. So what, what role would uh, synchronicity play in this? Well, synchronicity are those little messages that Tina just spoke of, like uh, seeing an ad for, uh, for a class in, in real estate. All of those things, all those seemingly hidden messages that don't exactly relate to what you want to do on, on a bigger level, those are all little synchronistic messages. I believe, I believe that, that God, all it is, the source, wants us to have the best we can have. It, it's like a father that wants the best for his children. And when we want something, when we desire something, I believe that the universe rushes to make it happen. But we have to be aware. We have to have the awareness and look for the signs and recognize the signs when we receive them. Yeah. And I think that's where developing your intuitive self really comes in handy, too, once again, going back to meditation. And, and you mentioned uh, just uh, in passing a little bit earlier about uh, alternate realities or probable realities. How does that fit into this picture? Well, a- according to our guides, every single probability that could possibly be does exist in another level, in another reality. So when we put magnetism into the picture, um, basically your, your energy, whatever it is that you're focusing on, is going to draw one of those probable realities into your experience. You have to decide which one of those probable realities you want to be your reality. And apparently, uh, we all have probable selves that exist as well in these other realities. And one thing that our guides mentioned to us is that in meditation, you can uh, connect with one of your probable selves. Uh, as an example, uh, going back to the real estate example, if you have a probable self that exists, that is already working as a successful real estate agent, and, and you do have a probable self, that exists as a successful real estate agent, you can connect with that probable self and ask them for guidance, ask them to draw you to that specific reality that that you want to attract. So you're in some ways looking at a future self and and drawing yourself into that place in the future. That's exactly it. Wow. Exactly it. And, And the interesting thing is that once we realize how reality operates, we are in a position to better manipulate the reality that we want into existence for ourselves. And, and it, it's just an amazing concept. We have to make another a break there. Time is flashing by very quickly. And we'll be back after the break to talk about what happens when we die. This is Peter Tung, Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. 
Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. And today we have Tina Fjorda and Tilly Cameron who have recently published a book called The Book of Insights, Information Channeled, from the other side through their guides and the use of the Ouija board. And now we're going to talk about what happens when we die. Mm-hmm. Well, that we're kind of getting back into belief systems again. Uh, the same that reality works the same way on the other side as it does here. In other words, our belief systems 
still play a very integral role once we cross over. Now, hell, in reality, does not exist. God is not judgmental. God does not have hatred in, in his soul. Judgment and hatred do not occupy the same space as God. And hell gives negative connotations to God. There is no hell. However, getting back to belief systems, if in this life you truly, with all your heart and soul, believe that hell does exist, and you believe that you've done so many things in this life that are worthy of punishment in hell, then you will experience hell when you cross over. Now, that hell is not real, but the experience of it will be real to you. So it's really, really important to be aware of your belief systems. And, and one thing to be aware of uh, that a lot of people really need to recognize is that because God is pure love and pure aware consciousness and white light, forgiveness is automatic. Absolutely. We, we are here experiencing on behalf of ourselves and on behalf of God. God would not give us free will and, and uh, full experience of this reality, but then damn us to this place called hell if we chose to experience something that God didn't agree with. There's no sense or logic in that. God is neutral. So how should people prepare themselves for their passing over, their crossing over? Once again, meditation. I would say meditation, get in touch with your spiritual inner self, and uh, listen, listen to radio shows such as yours. And <laughs> because you've, you've, I've, I've listened to some of your programs, Peter, and, and you've got a wonderful message. And, and people should tune out of the corporate media, tune out of the belief systems that have been thrust upon them from outside sources, and start journeying towards a personal journey with, within themselves to commune with their inner self and with their God source. Now, part of that uh, journey that you've just mentioned is also part of the awakening that we are going through, and many, many people are also uh, beginning to become aware at a higher level of consciousness. So how can we help facilitate the awakening in our spiritual growth, and, and, and what is this all about, do you feel, for the next few years? Well, there, there's definitely a shift going on. I, I know I can feel it, and so many people I've spoken with can feel it. People, I, I find that people who were once really closed-minded to this type of information are now very open to it. They feel drawn to it. Uh, I think that's one of the signs right there that people are starting to wake up. The old paradigm is not working anymore, and people are realizing this. They go to work every day. They're in debt. They, they're just working to pay their bills, and, and the old paradigm just isn't working anymore. And, and people are starting to believe, starting to wonder if there is not another way of being. Why are we on this planet? Are we here just to be slaves to the system? No, we are here to experience God, it's God's experience. He is experiencing life through us. And what we have to remember is that we are divine co-creators with the source. So because of all of this, people have been awakening. Now, part of that awakening, I think has to do with 2012 and the shift that's taking place in our galactic universe. 
and the galactic alignment. A lot of people are noticing that time is speeding up. And with this speeding up of time, people are awakening within as part of this. And I think it's got something to do with the energies. I'm not totally versed in, in, in this, and I think you might be more versed in it than I am, Peter. But uh, we believe that a lot of this also has to do with the, the shift that's happening in our galactic mm-hmm. universe. Now, you mentioned in, in the book about uh, time encapsulated uh, in the DNA. What, what did that mean exactly? Our guides have told us that our DNA is programmed to awaken. And if you look at man throughout the ages, we have evolved uh, to this point that we're at now, and our DNA is evolving with us, and our DNA will continue to evolve. It's almost like there's a time capsule within our DNA, and at a certain time, in time, we are going to awaken. And they tell us that as our consciousness expands, as we uh, ascend to a higher consciousness, that will in turn affect our DNA, and and we will start to see, uh, it's almost uh, like an unveiling, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but there's definitely a shift in our DNA as well as a shift within our consciousness. And it's going to be very, very interesting how it all pans out. And I'm, I'm sorry to say, amazingly, that's all we have time for today. So do you have any final uh, words of summary, just a short uh, sentence or so? I think as, as our guides stress to us and actually nag us continuously, just meditate. Meditate is, is the key to everything, meditation. And, and we've only touched a, a small portion of what's in our book. We could probably go on for hours of interviews with regards to what's in our book, but I think that people, once people get the book, they they will have an awakening or a start of a shift within themselves because this is what I experienced once I read the book. I Mm -hmm. I felt my head just open up and suddenly I wanted to know more. So just remind us of the website again. The website is www.abookofinsight.com and if you go to our, ins- our website, you can uh, purchase our book and uh, start experiencing your own awakening. Wonderful. Well, thank you both so much, Tina and Tilde, for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. And thank, thank you, you for having us, Peter. Thanks for having us. It's my absolute pleasure. So next week is the last uh, one in the series of shows, and I'm actually going to do the show myself. Um, I've gathered a tremendous amount of information and insight over the last 12 weeks, and I'm going to summarize all that with my own views on the final show next Wednesday at noon. Also this week, uh, tomorrow, Thursday at 10 o'clock, I am starting a webinar nine-week series for one hour between 10 and 11 on Thursdays, My Heart-Centered Journey. It is the opportunity for you to begin your own awakening path with real depth and sincerity. You can go to petertongue.com or myheartcenterjourney.com if you wish to be involved in that nine-week webinar series that is starting tomorrow at 10 a.m., and I hope some of you will join me for that. Um, I'm sorry to say that we are running out of time very quickly. It's been a wonderful show once again. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I especially thank you for listening in to the show today. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, wishing you a very good day.
hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, 